Respectfully. Yo, what's going on? This is Ori Styler, the Respectfully Podcast. In the building is Trudge. What's good, Trudge? Hey, Ori, what's going on? Yeah, yeah I'm good. You? Yeah, I've been better. Yeah? Been, been better. <laughs> Trudge, why, why have you been better? Um, I had the, a medical procedure. Yeah, That's right up. into it. What was the procedure, Trudge? It was what I'd like to call, or what I believe it to be called, an endoscopy. Right, so... <laughs> We, we, before we get into this, me and Chad had a conversation before we was talking about how we're going to record the pod today. I just got back in the country yesterday. Chad was like, all right, cool. Just so you know, got to go get a medical procedure done. I asked, what was it? You mind me telling this? I can no, tell. no, no, yeah, tell it all. I don't mind. Okay, cool. So I, I messaged him, what's going on? You're right. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I've just got to get an endoscopy, bruv. They're going to stick your camera down my throat. And the first thing I thought is, that's not an endoscopy. <laughs> Whatever doctor told you that's where the camera's going, that's a lie. But I never want to, I'm not going to intrude. I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to let it be. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then, I'm like being sympathetic because you might be sensitive to what's going on. Trudge gets into the studio, right? And I'm like, yo, bruv, what's going on? He goes, first thing he said is, yo, I, I had the, obviously had the endoscopy today, but I'm going to tell you something. The camera never went down my throat. <laughs> Yo! Bro, your first endoscopy. Yeah. And hopefully your last, and you have to go again. Yep. Talk to me. What did they do to prepare you? What did, oh, I We're had, trying to normalize this because this yeah. is something that people are going to have to go through. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure, for sure. I urge everyone to get checked if you ever like suspect anything like that as well. Yeah. Um, but how they prepared me, right, now this was mad. So they gave me this these sachets called Picolax, right? Okay. Effectively, that is a, um, oh, what do you call it? it? It flushes you out, effectively. Okay. And you have to fast for 24 hours. Which, oh, like a, so it's like a laxative to, yeah. to clear the runway. <laughs> oh, bro, it, it cleared that runway. I, I, it, was, it was bad. But like, yeah, fasting for 24 hours as well, that was, that's, okay. that's hard, man. I know people do that, but oh, I can't do it, man. It's, are you are you okay? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sweet now. I feel great. I feel better. You I feel light. Yeah, you lost yeah. a couple of pounds. I, oh, 100%. I'm, I'm a bit relaxed though, because I'm full of sedatives and all that, but it's, they're okay. starting to wear off a little bit now, so it's all good. All right, so wait. <laughs> Did you go with like a regular checkup thing or was there some, a reason you needed to go? I had uh, some issues in my stomach and uh, it's kind of okay. like they pushed it a little bit forward. Like, mm, maybe we should investigate a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it, it, it was further. A bit, you, <laughs> a bit too much, a bit too <laughs> far. Do they, so I want to notice, when they do the endoscopy, mm. do you see the camera? Yeah. So you're so, watching... Yeah. So I'm just trying to imagine you're you're in a position. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the roast chicken position, like like that. Yeah. So you're like in the roast chicken position or whatever it is. Like how what like when women give birth and they put the put your feet on the stirrups or whatever, yeah. or whatever it's called, right? They got you on that, yeah. And then you're looking and and like you're seeing the camera. So there's a part of you kind of twinging, like oh, to the no, left. Well, now hold on, let me let me clear the run. Let me straighten it up a little bit. <laughs> oh, uh, no. it's like when you you know when you have a hoodie and the lace comes out. So you got to try and manipulate the hoodie so you could push the lace through. Are you doing that with your intestines? Kind of like, all right, the camera's, oh, it's going to hit a bend. Let me just, let me, there you go. All right, you got through? <laughs> oh, mate. I shouldn't laugh, but nah. the fact you're laughing, we can, we can laugh about Bro, it. It's a laughing matter to me now, and it? Because not like, I'm, I'm, I'm sweet. Um, it was a mad experience, but mm. like, unfortunately, I wasn't put like a roast turkey. I was very much like a lay on your back, then lay on your side, and then- Oh, yeah, knee. yeah, that's- 
Bring oh, your like knees your chest. knee up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fetal position. Yeah, it was like this. Like I'm in front of a screen and I'm like just watching. Oh, that's mad. And But bearing in mind, I was heavily like sedated. So I didn't know what was going on. I was trying to crack jokes and that. And it, the, you, yeah, you can't do that. You can't there, do man. that, bro. You they, can't they, crack jokes. Nah. <laughs> yeah. So how was your day? Yeah, and yeah, you got a camera was, in your was, ass. It was. There was, a, there was a, like one of the doctors... Um, I was like, hi, Sam, I'm going to be your, your nurse today. And I'm just going to talk you through the procedure and all that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hi, uh, I'm so sorry you're, we're meeting like this. You know, it just went, there was like a stony silence. But in the you room. know like, he's probably sat there and been like, I've heard it all yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, you're yeah. telling me everything. <laughs> Thank you, but I've heard every, anything you can give me right now. Oh, oh this is what we're going to do. You're not yeah. even going to treat me to dinner first. Yeah. I've heard it all before. <laughs> Don't tell me you said that because you're no, laughing no, no. hard. No, of course not. No, no. Wow. I, kind of, I wish I did actually because that would have been. I've had, so I had it where um, I've had like, not an endoscopy, but mm. the, the like you have to get your prostate checked, especially mm. as a black man. It's something that we need to do more often because yeah. we are more prone to prostate, prostate cancer than any other race. Mm. So you get your prostate checked. Now I'm not at the age to get it checked yet, but I had a bit of a scare. Like I felt like something was wrong with me down there. So I went to go get it done. This was years ago. Mm. Was absolutely fine. But yeah. the whole thing for me was I went in to get the prostate done, uh, the checked. And the person who did it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a guy, it was a, it was a woman. I'll be honest with you, this woman was like um, Edna Mode from <laughs> The Incredibles, innit? <laughs> Darling, just relax, you'll be okay. Why are you stressed out? <laughs> that kind of deep voice, Edna Mode lady. And I'm like, I, ca I can't have you do this. I really can't. And she asked you if you're comfortable. And, but in, my, in myself, I'm like, I can't let you do this. But on the other side of me, he's like, Ori, you're being ridiculous. This is something you should normalize and be okay with. She did it. Everything was fine. But it was, it was the conversation afterwards that you have to get coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they've done all of that and they've had like parts of them, it like checking you out. And then once they've done, do you know what it is? Is when you turn around and they've got the glove. <laughs> Like that, and they throw it away. And you've got to look them in the eye knowing your hand has been in my mumhole. And I don't even know your middle name, your birthday, your where you live, what, what, you, what school you went to. And yet you know some, and the thing, you know some of the most sensitive parts of me. And also how, as men, I think that we'll never know what it's, well, let me not say we'll never know. I will not know what it's like to be penetrated because I don't have sex with men or use toys like that or anything, right? Yeah. Mm. But where I think you have a conversation with women and there's that in question you want to know, like what's it like being on the receiving end mm. of, of sex penetration. It's hard for them to maybe explain it until something like that happens mm. where you feel like you're, you got no control. Mm. So <laughs> now nah, bro, you felt like a puppet, didn't you? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I swear this, this Edna mode woman could have picked up and moved me around. I'd have been like this. It was just wild. But yeah, uh, we laugh about this, but those who are listening thinking, wow, five minutes in, we're talking about uh, endoscopies and prostate checks. I'm, I don't care. We, you got to, it's, it's think something should be normalized. You got to get it done. It's better you get checked out than sit yeah. there and go, nah, man ain't doing that, bruv. Man yeah. ain't, are you mad? Man yeah. ain't, do, that's, that's some nastiness. Nah, yeah. get it done if you need to. Yeah. Don't be that guy that goes, you know what? I'll give it a try and there's no need. Nah, nah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. 
But if you need to get it done or if you have a worry down there, go and get that checked out. Yeah, so. 100%. 100%. Other, other than that, how's your, uh, well, not even week, two weeks, because obviously oh, yeah. we did the podcast, yeah. them two weeks were quick. Yeah. I'll nice. be honest with you, it was two weeks ago today. Mm. Bruv, Blue it's bike. going quick. I know, crazy, man. We, we recorded two back to back. The last episode we put out, shout out to Marcus Bronzy, who was our last, um, like, second mic in the, on, the, on the podcast. He did the last episode, great episode. Tried to upload the, cl- uh, the video. I'm going to upload it which we're recording tonight. Hmm. I couldn't upload it for where I was. I was on the, I was on a ship. The Wi-Fi was so terrible. It would take 27 hours to upload the video. Jeez. I couldn't do it, bro. It just wouldn't. And every time like the laptop cuts out or it goes to standby mode, it sometimes can pause on your video upload. It was just, I said, I'll upload it when I get back to the UK. So I'm going to upload a video, but the podcast is on like channels you can listen to. But yeah, and what have you been up to for the past couple? Yeah, oh, not much, man. Preparing for uh, obviously what the we just spoke about. That, yeah, that was that was kind of mad. Yeah. Um, apart from that, sorting doghouse stuff out, just working. Yeah, I'm still working really. That's about it, man. You had a doghouse show, innit? So yeah, I had a doghouse show. That went go. really well. Yeah, yeah, it was good. We had... Like it looked a bit bleak for ticket sales to begin with, but then for some reason, I, I'm starting to notice this. More and more people seem to buy like as it gets closer to the yeah, day, yeah, which yeah. is probably a common thing. But I'm still like getting used to it because mm. I, I start panicking like a few days before, and I'm like, oh my god, we've only sold like 12 tickets. I'm like, oh, that happens, bro. Yeah, I don't want to do promoting anymore because of that stress. Because especially mm. when you're a comedian as well, yeah, and you put on a show that you got to perform on, the stress of running the show, mm. it. I'll do it if I have to, but yeah. if I don't, and I'm alright with just doing performing and shows and gigs and stuff, bro, I'm, that stress is too much. Yeah. That having to sell tickets and you haven't even prepared your mind to go, well, what am I going to talk about? Mm. What am I going to do on stage? And, and also the admin of people coming to talk to you on the door and stuff. I'd rather leave that to other people now. Yeah. I, but I used to, I get it. I used to be the guy who used to do ticket sales, be on the door, take the tickets, then go on the stage. Nah, man, yeah. that ain't it. That ain't it, man. Uh-huh. But yeah, man, um, yeah, so yeah, you had a good was, show. Yeah, it was good, man. It was my, it was um, wicked. Um, had the uh, Michael Ikadiri, Akadiri. Akadiri. Sorry, stop getting African names wrong, bro. <laughs> stop. We learn your name, Sam. You learn ours. <laughs> Michael Akadiri. Akadiri. Apologies. Yeah. Lovely guy as well. As well, by the way. Oh, Mikey's um, he's lovely, man. Yeah, he's great. Wicked as well. But yeah, man, he gave us some well nice words as well. At the end, he said like similar to what you said, man. Like me and Tom got a really good thing going on there. Yeah. Just got to keep it grind. Like obviously in a better way because I think you know we do have a few, maybe too many acts, and it does like the lot. The night is kind of t- long. Let but, me like, say, I'm putting this right here on on wax. Yeah, <laughs> this is getting recorded. I'm, I'm telling you this, I'm telling Tom this, because both of you run this. You don't do a comedy show with 74 acts on the night. That's way too much. It's way too much, blood. You don't have to. You can get four or five great acts or a great MC, three, four acts on a show, like most comedy clubs do, and it's a quality show. You lot try... We've all done this. We try to overload it to make the show look more appealing. But if you've already got uh, like a demographic of people that are coming out regularly to your show... Don't overload it. One, because you you take away from the ability for some of these great acts to be able to get into their set, do what they got to do. Mm. Because they're, you're giving acts that could do a strong, good 20 and build up and have a nice row, um, roll on a show. You're taking that away from mm. them because you're like, oh, we, you're going to do eight to 10 minutes. Yeah. So they yeah. got to rush through to fit what they're normally doing is 15, 20s into mm. eight to 10. Yeah. And two, bro, you're like the money, as much as you are... I'm not going to tell you lot to not book loads of people and take away from people's pocket because it's not individual I'm talking about. I'm just saying for every show that you do, if you put like seven, eight shows on and pay loads of people to come down over putting three, four acts on 
having a great show and then being able to get more people the next week or the next two weeks, then the next week or two weeks afterwards and have great shows, but you get all of those acts to be able to spread across the shows that you do as opposed to, I mean, how many repeat acts have you had so far? Quite a few. That's what I'm saying. Cause you yeah. run out of acts of having, of trying mm. to book yeah. and they become so regular to the show that the people that you have coming out, they're like, mm. well, I saw him last month. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you don't have to book so many acts. No, yeah, exactly. I, I do agree. Especially, sorry, there's a, there was a comedy night. I'm not going to mention them, but there was a comedy night I used to do quite a bit. Yeah. And like, it is very much for like beginners. Like, but it was, it was one of those where I felt comfortable doing it again and again and again. But mm. it is very much one of those nights where they had no exaggeration. They have like 23 acts and like, it's a long night, man. And like, it's, and it gets long for the audience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, when it's hot, when it's hot, and it's just like, oh, you just can't. Yeah. You just get when you get to the headline, it's just like, oh my god. Like, yeah, that's the, the worst mood, like, as well. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I did your show, um, and I headlined Doghouse. Mm. I had a great one, mm. but I felt myself working because mm. I could feel like the lady who'd been picked on several times in yes. the front row yeah, yeah. is now anytime you even look at her and say, how you doing my love instantly on beef yeah, yeah. because <laughs> she's like, everybody's spoken to me and here we go. Yeah, she yeah. came onto the stage. Yeah. I'm experienced enough to shut that down, mm. but there are people that that would throw them off. For sure. Right. Well, t- uh, we got a guy, we, we got a topic about that in a little bit, but mm. there'll be people that will throw, that will throw them off and that shouldn't have to happen. Mm. But I get why it does because you've got the host who, like Tom gets onto every, anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Tom can start with people as well, but I know there are some times that he may not be able to finish mm. with some people. Yeah. And that comes from experience. And sure. he, that, that takes years of being comfortable enough to yeah. be faced with even like, like um, adversity mm. where people are ready to even fight and be able to yeah. shut that down, not make it awkward for the rest of the audience yeah. and still be able to make everyone laugh and get that person to calm down. That takes time. But when you've hit them as a host, then the next act comes and then another act comes on and they're not, maybe they haven't had a strong show and then you've got to build up the show again and then people get drunk later on. And then again, you've got another act that hits one of the people. After a while, that person gets tired. And then by the time you get to the, the headliner, they got to really, really work. Headliners are good at doing that if, they, if they're experienced, mm. but it shouldn't have to be so difficult for any comedian on a lineup because the idea is not to get a headliner that is capable of just doing amazing because they have to, um, not to, sorry, just doing amazing by controlling the crowd that is a, a hyped up anti crowd because they have to. It should be that they are comfortable because the crowd have got they had a great start. They've had a great middle and it's a great finisher rather than they've been tired out and the headliner has to be strong enough to go, the crowd are tired and I've got to really dig into my bag to be able to fight that. Yeah. It shouldn't have to be that way. Mm. Having a full lineup, like 23 acts doing like five minutes each, the mindset an audience member has to get into as well to be able to appreciate five minutes of that style of comedy, five minutes of that style, five minutes of that style that person's not funny. Mm. That one is funny. Didn't like that one. That one is funny. And then also topics. Mm. They talked about the government. They talked about the government. They talked about relationships. They talked about relationships. They talked about uh, being of a certain ethnicity or, or an identity. They've done that. They've done that. And you've got to keep hearing people's perspective. And it almost sounds like, well, that's what the last person spoke about. And so did they. Yeah. You don't have to do too much. The more you do, Trying to do quality, uh, quantity over quality will never fail. Mm. I mean, sorry, yeah. never succeed. Mm. If you keep doing quality over quantity, 
that will always win. Yeah. Because yeah. people leave going, I feel like I want more. Yeah. And you go, the next show, mm. I'm coming for that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just my two pennies. No, man, that's good. That you means- got to do what you want, innit? No, bro, <laughs> that is amazing advice for me as well. Because I'm always like, as I say, I'm at a stage right now where I will literally like cling to any sort of advice you give me. Um, like I took a break from doing stand-up for a bit just so I could like learn and watch people from the outset. Like when I do these doghouse shows, I'm not just watching it running at night. I'm also like learning as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's quite important, I think. Well, my advice only comes from my experience. Mm. Your your experience may show you something different. Mm. I'm only giving you what I know from my experience. Some mm. are similar. There'll be similarities and there'll be differences but you also got to figure things out yourself. You've got sure. to make your own mistakes. Too. Yeah, for sure. So I don't want to be the guy that goes, do it my way. I'm never that person. Yeah. You've got to do things in the way that you feel is comfortable for you. Mm. But um, but if there is things that you can look at in my journey and go, rah, that's what I'm going through. At least then you've got someone who gives you a point of reference of what they had to do and go through. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's good, that, man. Yeah. Thanks bro. That's, that's, that's good advice. Mm. Ori, how was your week? Well, oh, yeah, sorry, you asked, <laughs> yeah. sorry I'm, a, I'm recovering. I'm recovering. No, no, thank you. I'll be honest, I'm feeling kind of, I, I did two gym sessions today, so I'm feeling kind of weak. That's why I'm having one of these fuel oh, drinks. But um, um, yeah, bro, I did the cruise, innit? Mm. Yeah, Dubai. Right, so, um, it started in Egypt. Oh, okay. And then it was six days from Egypt to Dubai. So I left on the Sunday in Egypt in the nighttime, and then we got there on a Saturday morning in Dubai. Mm. Firstly, we flew to Haggadah. Um, Haggadah is really nice. Yeah. Like there are elements of it, which is very kind of, it's like a, bro, you see the village we both live in? It's like that's Haggadah in terms of the populated bits with what's going on. Then you've got outskirts, which is like a bit more derelict. Yeah. Like how, like you can see the up and comingness of it, but it's dope. I stayed in like the Mercure, bro. It was it was like a resort. It wasn't like a hotel. You go there and it's like individual like blocks of apartments that people look like what people would live in if they were in like Miami or something. Just a block of apartments there and you come downstairs, you go to that one, that's another block or something. Really nice. Mm. Big, massive beach side yeah. kind of state. But I was only there for one night just to sleep to wake up to go to Safajar or Safajar, depending on how you pronounce it. Bro, I don't know where it was, but Safarja or Hagada, I got bitten up, blood. Oh, really? Yeah, loads of insects like chewed up my arm, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I got pictures of it. You can see where I'm scabbing on here, but, but yeah. it was a lot, man. Got on the cruise. Mm. This was one of the cruises, which was six days at sea. So no stops. Went down the Red Sea because it came through the Suez Canal to Safarja. And then I jumped on. So I didn't even get to go on the Suez. Based on how it sounded, I don't think I wanted to because there was loads of insects above the Suez Canal because they're near land and in the middle of the water, like the humidity above the water, they were just swarming. Didn't want none of that. So a lot of those people got bit up as well. <laughs> but Red Sea was nice and then went over to Dubai. Bro, six days at sea. Did two shows on the Monday on the ship, one show on the Tuesday, and then from Tuesday afternoon to Saturday free. So it's my time. Nice. Did gym. Um, did work on my laptop, play video games. I'm going to talk about this in just a sec, but play video games and just ate good and just took some time to try and relax. Bro, the cruise audience is exactly what you think it is. (laughs) These people are old, bro. (laughs) I've done, I've worked on cruises this year. It's the only year I've ever worked on cruises. I said I was going to try it out. It's good money. It's work. And it's, it's, and bro, it's just a way to, I like to 
see comedy from as many angles as I can. Yeah. Doing a cruise, third of the audience were Australian, third were American, third were British. That must get tricky. Nah. Really? Well, the British humor translates, nah. I guess. Nah. Yeah. It all tra- yeah, it all translates. Mm. It's not tricky. They all like what they like. Yeah. But you talk if you talk, if you're trying to go like, you know when you're from London, then the yeah, yeah. Aussies and the Americans are gonna get it. Mm. But if you go, you know when you're a parent, then parents are gonna get it. Bro, I went on that cruise and I've said this before. The cru- I went on there, yeah, thinking it's going to be like the last time I went on a ship. People of all ages, but majority is going to be like 30s, 40s and 50s. So I did the Mediterranean yeah. and that was 30s, 40s and 50s, which was right for me because I'm 35. <laughs> this time, 1930s, 1940s, 1950s. <laughs> now these people were old blood. <laughs> old! But you know what I realized what it is? When they are... <laughs> <laughs> now they're old This lot were old When it's six days at sea It's all old people Because we don't want to be In one ship For six days, seven days Older people don't mind that Because they don't have to walk around so much And they got all the entertainment Thinking of the type of cruise entertainment that you get mm. They're alright with Like that kind of entertainment A bit of music you know, A bit of magic But when's the last time you wanted to go to a magic show At, at your age? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You want to get off the ship and you want to do all the activities when you go to different places. Mm. These people were on the ship. Old, bruv. So my whole audience, I say this joke on there and I go, yo, I, f- I heard the demographics can be 20s to 50s and I'm 35. That's all right for me. So I thought it's going to be good. Then I got on the ship. What they meant was 1920s to 1950s. <laughs> I say that. They all loved it. Before I even got to the 1920s, 1950s, when I said, then I got on the ship, they're all clapping because they know they're old. <laughs> they know these people are like old. Yeah. Wheelchairs and, and like walking sticks everywhere. <laughs> but, like, and <laughs> but this is the thing. The cruise crowd is a certain demographic. <laughs> no. Some cruises are young people. Depends on the cruise. This one was Virgin. Amazing cruise line. Amazing. Really, really forward thinking. Very liberal as well. The kind of artists that they have performing. Great. You've got like acts who are like doing gymnastics on a cruise that's moving, like big flipping and stuff. Like Jewel Reality is a great show that you can watch there. You've got um, magicians and stuff. You've got people doing mind reading. You've got live music, some seriously talented people, right? People from all communities. You've got black, white, Asian. You've got people from all different sides of the world, American, South American. You've got everywhere that are there. Um, people from all communities, people that, um, there's drag acts. There's people that from the LGBTQ plus community, LGBTQ plus community. Sorry, I'm a bit tired right now. Uh, they got drag acts. They got people that, um, are just from everywhere. And then you've got these old conservatives on the cruise. <laughs> Not everyone, but a handful of people. So I've done my comedy, right? Yeah. I'm not like super, I'm not an edgelord, but I will walk the line. <laughs> yeah. They're coming up to me. Yo, one or two people, not everybody, just a handful. Yeah. Come up to me. Yo, Mr. Comedian. Like that's my name, you know, Mr. Comedian. <laughs> I thought American, there was one American guy from Texas. Yeah. He's, he, I'm not going to do the accent. He was like, yo, I loved your comedy. You made me laugh. It must be hard for you to do comedy nowadays. I'm like, nah, it's cool. Comedy's all good by me, bruv. Yeah. He's like, nah, nah, but the way you do comedy, 
Like you were on the line, but you didn't cross it. I know you wanted to cross the line. I said, no, I did what I wanted to do. Mm. He's like, yeah, I'm not involved in any of this woke stuff, right? If I, and I'm not, I won't say the words he said, <laughs> if I want to call somebody a beep, I'll call them a beep. <laughs> a couple of his friends around him are like, yeah, we don't, we don't think like him. Oh, Jesus. I didn't know if this was dementia kicking in or like whatever it was, but this guy was angry at just everyone being happy. <laughs> But there's only one person. Everybody else is just loving life on this cruise. It was lovely. Yeah. I tell you what was funny as well. Right? I realized this about people on cruises. Yeah. Or older people. Yeah. Old people are sexual fiends. Oh, bro, I saw that on your story. You saw the post. <laughs> I saw your story. So I'll give, I'll give you the breakdown. I go to the necessity shop. It's no word of a lie. I'm at this shop and necessities. Remember what the word necessities mean? Things that are necessary. Things that are required, toothpaste, a toothbrush, body lotion, suntan lotion, all the things that are necessities. I look at the bottom shelf <laughs> and I see firstly some Trojan condoms, right? And I'll be honest with you, I'm looking at the demographic and I'm saying none of these people are fertile. <laughs> I don't know what you're protecting. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I know that condoms are to protect from STDs as well. So I get that. Then it's cool to have the condoms on there, yeah? But there's no pregnancies about to happen from this demographic. <laughs> and this is only on this cruise. I've done it before many a times with different same company and stuff. But young people, it was just for some reason this one. Next to the Trojan condom, <laughs> I see lube. Three flavors. Oh. I'm like, these people are on it for two weeks. <laughs> One flavor is enough to satisfy your needs for the two weeks you're on here. You don't need variety, right? The fact that you're getting provisions of multiple flavors, wow to me. But that weren't the worst one I saw next to it. Right, I saw a vibrator the size of this heel bottle. Oh, no. With the hook on it for the, for the front, the clip. So I had the big thing on there, yeah? And the hook. I'm like, I'm like, wow. Who? I said to the guy... Brother, who are these for? The guy looked me dead in my eye and said, you say that, but of the of the vibrators, we've sold out of the blue and the purple. No. There's only the pink one left. I said, who on this cruise is buying this? You nasty old people on here, man. Freaks, blood. Hey, old people are sexually fiendish, bruv. I, I'm, you saw the picture I put up of the couple that did the Halloween outfit, yeah. right? Um, it was Halloween. People are dressing up. Somebody wanted to get creative with their outfit and the guy dressed up like the devil. I don't do Halloween. It's satanic stuff. I'm not on it. This guy dressed up like the devil. I looked at him and I was like, Ugh, okay, do your thing. He mm. put 666 in his head. I'm not on that at all, right? But he did his outfit. He was wearing like this, this like, like imagine a bra, but it's just a framework and yeah. then titties all coming. I say titties, this man had man titties <laughs> and he painted his nipples. I assume painted them red because <laughs> if they were that red by nature, he needs an endoscopy, right? <laughs> There's no way nipples should be that bright red, but that's what he had. And he's wearing the tightest like Y fronts on, yeah? With the print just pressing through. <laughs> And then his, his wife dressed up like Eve in the way that you would imagine Eve from the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Right? 
In the, you know, in pictures, Eve was naked, but they mm-hmm. always covered them up with leaves. Yeah, yeah. She had tit tape and just stuck some leaves on. Oh, no. There was no like bra strap or anything, just tit tape. But she had, she had uh, breast um, augmentation. Yeah. Right? Right. Because these things were up, right? This woman had, was born during the Great Depression. Oh. I promise you, she <laughs> older than life. Yeah. I No, these two were minimum 60 years old, both of them. Her titties were on attention, yeah? <laughs> and she had the tip tape holding the leaves up, right? Walking around. It, it, like, and I looked at them and I'm like, you know what? Big up for them being so free with it. Mm. <laughs> but you're in the galley where I'm eating. <laughs> Allow me, please, dog. At least prepare me in it, right? Because I weren't expecting to see like wife fronts with red nipples and then <laughs> and then leaf on titty while I'm having my, my chicken and mashed potatoes. <laughs> Um, but no, I respect it. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not down for the outfits of like demonic stuff and so on. Yeah. But I respect them having the, the liberal, the liberal, the liberal mentality or liberal, whatever you want to call it of yeah. getting up and going out and having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it just made me realize people on it. Like I looked at them and I was like, these, these lot are swingers, 100%. Because you had that outfit before you got on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> that weren't available in a necessity shop. You had that before you got on the ship. I respect it, but that weren't available for you beforehand. <laughs> oh man, it was wild. Then we we did the ship uh, all the way to Dubai, mm. right? All right, let me talk to you about Dubai, the comedy scene out there. I did a comedy show out there. All right, yeah. I was supposed to do one, it got canceled because of everything that's been going on. Sure. So a lot of the events have been canceled, but some of them are still going on, especially smaller ones. Mm. Did a comedy show. Shout out to Yash. Shout out to to. I'm in, shout out to the team at Flamingo Live, shout out to uh, Noha, Bashir, De- loads of comedians that I'm out of there. Shout out to uh, Essan, I want to pronounce the name properly, Essan, um, Andrea. There were so many comics that I got to meet out there, right? The comedy scene in Dubai is growing. Mm. I've been there before to do comedy before there was really a scene, but it's like individual shows that you perform to the expats. Yeah. They've got a scene growing out there now. The scene is basically... Like how, imagine moving to a part of this country where there's no, like, there's no comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. So you're building some, building another and then another. That's what they're doing. But it's individual companies putting on comedy shows in their event spaces, which tend to be venues in hotels. Okay. Bro, I love it. Mm. For two reasons. One, I get to see comedy at its genesis to these people yeah. that they're picking up on this. Everyone on the show is like done comedy for six months to a year. Maybe two years, maybe three. Like they're they're OG comedians Mm. that are living out there. Comedy no longer than four or five years. That's their OGs. My OGs have been the ones who've been doing it for 30 years. I'm 14 years in February. No, March coming. Wow. These are OGs. So when I tell them I did it 14 years, they're like, wow. But it's because I don't live there. So they don't know that I've been doing comedy beforehand. Mm. I'm watching them do comedy and I'm in love with the, the, like the, the want for them to do and find what humor is. The audience as well, it's fresh for them. Yeah. You know, when you get a clap, right? Well, I say that. Have you ever, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> that was disrespectful. I'm sorry. Uh, that was disrespectful. Nah, Have you ever had a laugh before? That's oh, disrespectful. <laughs> nah, nah, that's out of order. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Nah, pit. that is very true. That was rude. That's very true. All right. But not, like when you get a clap, right? whether it be a couple of claps or a standing ovation yeah, or a applause break, something in you is like, 
I did well with that. Mm. The appreciation this audience give because they're new to comedy. A lot of them don't know what bad comedy is yet because they're just so used to not having any. So anything that's an attempt to be funny is funny. They're laughing at everything and clapping at half the things too. Yeah. I'm on there and I'm getting like eight, nine applause breaks for just my little banters back and forth with the audience, as well as me doing bits. Mm. And I, I know that they're not applause breaking because what I did was killer is because they have a genuinely new love for comedy and it's yeah. beautiful to see. Yeah. I can't wait to see that scene in five years, 10 years when they're more established, more international acts come out there. Like I know some big acts go out there and do comedy. We saw Schultz go out there recently. Mm. I've been out and done like bigger shows. There's comedy companies like Laughter Factory that are out there. They're putting shows around, but Laughter Factory bring people from international or majority they've been doing that. They're probably bringing more locals now, but we're talking about comedians in Dubai putting on comedy shows. Yeah. Beautiful. And the topics as well. There are some they won't touch. When you're out there, you there are things you don't talk about. Okay. Right? Yeah. But not what you think they are. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't talk politics. You wouldn't talk about rulers of the country, et cetera. Mm. You avoid that stuff yeah, because sure. you're in their land and it's disrespectful. Yeah. But where people think you can't talk about sex, no harm. Noah Bashir, mm. shouts to her. She's amazing. Been doing it six months. She was out there hitting them sex jokes like mud, <laughs> mud. <laughs> and she was, and, she, and they loved it. Mm. Do you know what it is? I think when you're, when you're, when you've been held back on what you can talk about yeah. sexually or what you could talk about, which is seen as smutty or crude. And then you've got a lot of expats there or people that, are now more touristy and used to it being a very liberal city compared to what some of the other cities around that side of the world are like. They want to laugh. Mm. They're like, yeah, cause we do have sex and they, we want to laugh about it and make jokes. So you even mention sex. They're like, ah, yeah, I loved it, man. Mm. So you got me on there 14, nearly 14 years in doing comedy. They're blown away by my ability to do comedy because their perspective of it is still very fresh yeah. to people that write jokes and write material. Shout out to Liz as well. Big shout out to Liz, man. Liz was like the headliner for the show. I was like the special guest pop in because mm. I wasn't supposed to be on that show, but Liz was the headliner and Liz, she's been doing comedy here as well. She's come over and done comedy. She was writing material and delivering it and bantering. You can see where she could banter with the crowd and so on. Um, but when I go on and I'm banner with the crowd, that comes from that being the thing I've been doing for like 10 years. Mm. They're blown away by just how quick off the mark I am. And I'm mm. like, I didn't even hit that real hard. I, yeah. was, I was kind of dead. Yeah. And that was rubbish. But they're like, oh my God, you're interacting and it's amazing because a lot of them are still like writing jokes and doing stuff in that sense. There's a couple of comedians that are like international um, comics. I want to get their names up. I've never, some of these I haven't met, mm. um, but I've been told by all the comics that are out there. These are the guys who are kind of killing it in the scene out there. Mm. And I was like, all right, I want to keep an eye on them. They do comedy shows. They've got comedy clubs that they're running. So when I got there, I know who to hit up, but there was some of them. I'm trying to remember the name of the, of the, the person that, hold on, not only runs a comedy club, but also teaches comedy out there. Um, Oh, when I when I did my workshop, when I very first got into stand up, I did yeah. a workshop with Marcus Birdman, and he was at the time he was going out to the bike, coming back to do What's the workshop. Name? Marcus Birdman. And oh yeah, yeah, big bird, yeah, yeah. man. I know Marcus. Of yeah, yeah, lovely guy. He um, great he, guy. He was doing. Uh, he taught my workshop, but he was also like 
we were in a WhatsApp group and he was like, yeah. sending us photos like whilst he was in Dubai and stuff. I was thinking, <laughs> oh my God, like this is amazing. Like I yeah. want to do this now. So, you know, it's good. It's good to see that sort of oh, stuff. Here we go. Ali Al Said teaches uh, comedy in Dubai, mm. right? Great to hear that because they don't have a comedy school as established as what you might have a here or in the US. Yeah. Seeing someone do that is dope, right? Never met him, but um, I hear he's doing great things. And there's another guy as well who runs a comedy club, Fat Cat, I think it is, or Wild Cat. Mm. I'll find out what it's called. Uh, Mad Cat, sorry. Uh, his name is uh, Mick Dad, mm. right? M-I-Q-D-A-A-D. And he runs a comedy night there. And the way they're talking about it, he said, it's amazing. It's a small room, but it packs like 160, sold out every Friday. It's amazing out here. And these are comics that are new that are just falling in love with not just comedy, yeah. but also helping build comedy out there. Beautiful, man. I love seeing that. Yeah. Shouts to the, the, the comedy scene out in the UAE, man. You lot developing, you might be a little bit behind other places, but guess what? You're building something yourself. Seeing the genesis of a scene out there, don't. Yeah. So I, let me talk about this before I even forget as well. So I basically go to um, game to pick up some games. Good shop. That's, that's Good what shop. You, that's what you get in game, isn't it? Yeah, yep. <laughs> I go to game, bruv. When I get there, I'm like, all right, I need to pick up Mario um, Wonder because I'm going to be away for a little bit. I pick up Mario Wonder. I pick up Super, uh, Sonic Superstars. And I bought, um, finally, um, like, got Mortal Kombat 1 and, and so on and left that in the house for when I come back here. And I see this thing in the window. And I look, I'm looking, thinking, do I need some new Joy-Cons for my Nintendo Switch? Yeah. I see this thing in the window, right? And I look at it and I'm like, what is this? What is this really? <laughs> and it looks like, I thought it was like um, um, one of the, Steam Decks, the game console Steam Deck thing, yeah. right? Because I didn't see it properly until, until I looked at it carefully and I realized it wasn't a Steam Deck. It was actually a, um, like a dock, right? It's called a Nitro Deck and it is by C, I'm going to read it here, CRKD, right? They're a company based out in the States, in California. CRKD, bro, it's for a Nintendo Switch. Now I'm a gamer and I'm always on the road gaming. When I play with my Switch, I play with the Joy-Cons. Yeah. Let's be honest, the Joy-Cons can feel flimsy. Yeah. And after a while, we're, we're playing like hardcore fighting games and stuff. You get that little stick drift on here, yeah? It's mm. a thing that they've had for a minute. I saw this and I asked the guy in the store, what's this? He goes, it's a dock for your Switch. Said, does it work with OLED? Yeah. And I go, all right, cool. And I, he let me um, open up one of the boxes to try it out. They had three different colors. They got loads online, but I looked at this one. I'm, I'm going to tell you like this right now. They're not paying me to say this stuff. This isn't an ad. I'm, I've been talking about this on my socials for the past week. It's that good. This feels like a pro controller mm. and you dock your switch in it like this. And it's locked in. You play your switch like this, bro. Game changer. Yeah. I brought my dot to play my switch on the TV on the cruise. Didn't use it once. <laughs> I think I put my switch in there to charge. Yeah. That was it. This, I carry this everywhere with me. It feels good. Yeah. Right. It's the buttons are here. Nice, proper sturdy buttons on this. Right. I can't remember the name of what the buttons are called, but these like don't have drift on them that you get when you're with your joy cons. Also it's got a stand on it. So you can have it just stand up just like that. And to charge it, rather than take it out of the dock, it's got an input here where you can put your charger, but also it's got an output USB-C that you can plug directly into your switch dock. So if you take the switch out and you put it in the dock, but you want to still play with this controller, you plug the controller in like this and you play like that and it will still run like this. Bro, 
Game changer. That's the best way to play, I'd say. You let me play with it before we started. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. I, it's I, so sick. I would not stop. Like, that's how I would play from like forever now. Bro, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say this again. They're not paying me for advertising. They've not asked me for anything. When I see someone I genuinely like and appreciate, I'm doing, like I did with um, the Extra Man comic. Mm. This, bro, game changer. So I, I messaged them. I said, you lot done me something nice and you don't even realize. I travel a lot. I got big hands as well. So this sits in my hand nice. Mm. Playing it, the games on here has been dope. And it looks like um, like a Steam Deck, how yeah. Steam Decks are. Yeah. I don't think it's built to look exactly like one, but Steam Decks feel good and they're ergonomic in your hand. This feels just as good, if not better. And it's my Switch. I've been battering Mario Wonder on this. <laughs> Honestly, this is a game changer. So big up to the team at CRKD. Give them a follow on social media, you lot. CRKDGG. It's literally just those letters, C-R-K-D-G-G. This is a Nitro deck and they got so many different colors and so many different um, like, like um, styles. I went and got the GameCube style. Can you tell? Like the purple with shout. the GameCube colors and the buttons and stuff. So for me, yeah, this, dope. One of my favorite consoles, the GameCube. I don't oh, know. One of the best know. consoles. Yeah, you, have you still got yours? No. Have you not? Nah, nah, nah I saw that long, long Oh time. man, I, I don't know why I've still got it. I don't play it. I just... Have to keep hold of it. Do you know I sold it? Because I bought the Nintendo Wii when it came out and you could oh, play GameCube yeah. games on the Wii. Yes. So I kept my controllers. Yeah. Because remember on the original Wii, you could plug in your GameCube controllers. Yeah. So it's like having the GameCube anyway. Yeah, it's true. Right. It was yeah. literally just having it. And you had, you can have the, the memory card mm. thing as well. So there's no point. It's a good point, actually. I never thought about that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just buy a Wii and you can play GameCube games on it. Mm. Right. But the look of the GameCube, it looks so that's, dope. That's what I, mean. I always like Portable it. handle at the back yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, nah, CRKD. GG on social media, give them a follow, drop them a message, even tell them I sent you. Cause this, tell them you got sent from the Respectfully podcast. There's no discount codes. <laughs> they don't pay me to do no promo. I'm just telling you how dope this thing is. If you got a switch, Christmas is coming and you got kids, it takes a switch and a switch OLED. I got the OLED, this thing, dope. Absolutely dope. So yeah, man. All right, let's talk. Topics. First one, shout out to my brother, Bemi Oladipo, right? Uh, for those who don't know, Bemi, G-B-E-M-I-O-L-A-D-I-P-O. Follow him on social media at Bemi Comedy, G-B-E-M-I Comedy, right? Bro, he, as a comedian, we can appreciate this. All right, I'll explain what happened before um, we even press play on the clip. He's performing at Top Secret Comedy Club in Covent Garden, um, Covent Garden Covent Garden mm. and he's doing this comedy there's this guy in the, in, the, in the show and he's talking to his girl or whatever's going on and he tries to tell him to kind of be quiet alright see let's see what happens press play you're chatting and it's not a cinema bro do you know what I mean I can hear you bro okay, the guy gets up huh? my girl wasn't going to be a problem a problem it'll be a problem what do you mean? I mean a problem. What does that mean? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Fuck all of you, right? <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> you man were backing me, but when you saw his chest when he got on stage, no one came to save me, man. <laughs> no one came to save me. <laughs> Look at this black man. He said, you're on your own. Do you know what I mean? And this guy said, this guy said, black lives matter, but mainly mine. Do you know what I mean? That's what he said, bro. 
man said it would be a problem, but I was like, you know what I mean? Because I don't want to be, you know, I'm the comedian. I got to own the stage, but like, man don't go gym. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like, you got to be honest. <laughs> you got to know what you are. <laughs> man don't go gym. Bruv, I need to stop, bruv. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. That ever felt like a bit so much, man. Amazing. And now, <laughs> and now I'm about to do jokes about being on a Hindu. It makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it makes sense, man. It makes sense. That's crazy, bro, man. Man was about to get Chris rocked. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even. <laughs> Shout out to to Bevy. Because you're chatting, uh, it's not a... bro. This is one thing I've had this experience where people want to come up to you and they want to they want to test their metal. Yeah, yeah. Bro, he handled that so well. And I'll tell you why. He didn't flinch. He didn't back down. He literally just, he stayed on Dean. The guy comes up to him and goes, and he's a big guy. Mm. Yo, if my girl went here, it'd be a problem. <laughs> what, what do you mean? It'd be a problem. What do you mean? It'd be a problem. Bemi didn't back down. Some no. people would have gone, I'm sorry, my bad. We're just having a bit of luck. He didn't. Yeah, he was yeah. like, what do you mean? Make it clear. He didn't move away. He might have been shaking in that moment, but it don't matter. He stood on his square. And I'll be honest, like every single one of us as comedians would see that guy and think you're a pussy. Yeah, and I'll yeah, tell you yeah. why. He said, if my girl weren't here, be a problem. Blood, don't use your girl as a backup to say, oh, I would have punched you up or yeah. I would have fought you. It would like, but she's here, so I'm not. Bro, if you've got an issue, you've got an issue. Or you could tell me to come outside. He ain't on that. He just wanted to try and flex. And then he did that little grin at the end where he's like, huh, look what I did. You look like a dickhead. Because Bemi didn't back down mm. and he, he stayed and looked in your face. I love it, man. And then straight afterwards, I know what it's like to feel kind of shaken like that. The guy went straight back to the audience and he was able to flip it and go, let me freestyle this through, improv it. And that made him a, a, a killer blood. I love yeah. that so much. Big yeah. up, Bemi, man. The bit when he's doing the, the <laughs> mic. Bro, yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, what would I have said yeah. to try and make it funny? Mm. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm a big guy anyway. So Bemi's obviously yeah, thinking yeah. I'm a skinny guy. So that would have come to mind. I would have not thought to lift the mic stand up though. <laughs> I love it. And I'm sitting there thinking, nah, that's sick. I wish I would have come with that one. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I, I commented on that. What, what did I say again? It was, um, bro, no word of a lie. You handled... That super well uh, when Hench ODB <laughs> came onto the stage. Now he did look like a Hench ODB. He had the hair, the face, everything. Right, RIP ODB man. Uh, and you stood up, and you stood in your square. You may, you may have been. I can't even read what I'm saying from a distance. You may not have swung, but you didn't back down. It's true. Mm. It's so true. Yeah, man. It's crazy. How have you dealt with stuff like that before? Like when it's happened to you? No one's ever come up on stage and square up to me like that. Yeah. I've had people come up to me like after the show mm. and say, blood, why you get onto me like that? Oh, really? And I'm, I'm, bro, my thing is this. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the biggest and the, and the, and the rowdiest guy. Mm. I'll defend myself after getting a fight. Yeah. But if I'm going to, if I'm, this is why there's some comedians I don't like. If I'm going to say something on stage, I'm not going to take it back when I come off stage and say, my bad, I shouldn't have said that. Because then I should have the forthright to not say it on stage. Yeah, yeah. If I come off stage, oh, blood, it was just a joke. and blah, 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 blah. I stand by this. I've always said this. I say this anytime anyone asks me about, do you think comedians can make jokes about anything? You can make joke about anything you want, mm. anything. But you don't have the right to tell people how they ha are to feel about that. Mm. Someone wants to fight you for your jokes. You better stand firm on that afterwards. Yeah. You say something and they don't like it afterwards. If they want to approach you, they have the right to not like something. You stand firm in that. I've had people come up to me 
after the show. Um, I've had people who like drunk women. I've had Aggie men. Blood, why are you saying these things? Or nah, you shouldn't say that. And da, 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 da. Right? I, I stand on my square. Like, if I, and, if I'm, and I've not been punched in the face for it. I know so many of my comedy friends that have. But <laughs> if I get punched in the face for it, I do. But I shouldn't have said it on the stage if I weren't going to stand on my square later on. That's why I say that. Stand on, this is where I've decided to stand. This is the move that I made in chess. I'm not going to pretend like I was over there. This is where I was. Mm. So I've had people come up to me, yo, blood. Oh, you think you're funny? Yeah. Oh, why are you coming after me like that? Brother, you were talking. Mm. If you're talking, you're asking for the attention, my yeah, G. For sure. And, and more time they actually hear you and they're like, yeah, but blood man was drunk in it and you shouldn't have got onto me like that. Bruv, if you, then you're drunk. You're distracting the show for other people. More time people will respect you if you don't back down. They just want to see they can press it on you. Yeah. I've had it where a guy will come and talk to me. And like what Bemi did, I might be shaking in that moment. Like, yo, he's got a couple guys around him. Yeah. I'll tell you a story, right? And I don't, I don't care if he doesn't even want this story to be told. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I'm cool with him now, but he knows this story. I go do a show in Northampton. Me, I won't say the name of the comedians because it's their story to tell. Yeah. But the guy who done us wrong, we go on the stage. <laughs> Nah, blah, we go, on the, we go on the stage before and we get there, not late, but as the show's about to start, and it's not our fault, there's a crash on the way up to Northampton. We get to this show. In fact, nah, you know what? I'll keep the name out of it, but I'll, t- I'll, I'll message him and tell him I, t- I spoke about him on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep the name out of it. We go and do the show in Northampton. Me and two other comedians, right? We're running late and it's not our fault because traffic, but we're messaging the whole time. We're going to get up there, blah, 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 blah. The guy who's organizing the show is the host of the show. We get up there. We go and do the show. We do our time. We perform ready to go. When it comes to wanting to get paid, he now don't want to pay us. Yeah. And he comes up to us with three or four of his guys that are around him because he's from this area in Northampton. And we're like, yo, we need to bounce. Pay. What's going on? You lot came late. And we're like, we understand that. But we were telling you the whole time what was going on. We apologize for coming late. We left on good time. What was supposed to be our journey took us two hours and like 30 minutes. It's not our fault. We're sorry, but we came here and we performed. You told us just get here and come do the thing. Yeah, but you're late. Da, 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 da. Then he started going, plus my man weren't even as funny as I think he should be. Wow. Ori, you did your thing, but you still could have been funnier. Him, he was all right. Jeez. Blood. Wow. And the thing is, we can't say too much because yeah, he's yeah. got like four or five of his guys around us. Yeah. I'm trying to be the diplomat because he's not really aggy at me. Mm. He's shining at one of the comedians who, who's staying calm. He hasn't backed down. He ain't moved, but he's like, I'm not going like, to, again, I won't say names, but this comic is somebody that stays calm. But if he had to fight, he, he's knocking you out. He's trained, but he's staying completely calm because he also is not stupid enough to know if he gets one, he can't take the other five around him. Yeah. He's staying calm. And his head is like, Let's just go. If you don't want to, if you don't want to pay us like this, let's just go. But you, we know, we know to pick our fights. Let's just bounce. I'm trying to be like, bro, and I'm not backing down and vex or nothing. But I'm trying to talk to him in a way like, yo, you need to stop shouting at us. We came up, we're late, we apologized, but we came and did our thing. You now getting aggy about not wanting to pay us. If there's, if there's something you want to do, like you want to talk about different fees because of our lateness, we'd be open to hearing that. But you saying you don't want to pay us, you're taking the piss. I don't care. You're in my bits and blah, 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 blah. 
blood. It it ended up with us. I think we got paid, but it was like he wanted to just let off steam. Yeah, I say like, did anyone complain on the night? Like, did- nah, but he did because <clears throat> he wanted the show to run a certain way, which I understand. We go back home. We got paid. Um, I see him about two, three years later and yeah. he comes and he apologizes to me. Blood, I'm oh. sorry. I was on stuff back then. Like I, I'm calmer now, anger management and stuff <laughs> like that. And he knows he was wrong. But I feel like if you, if you get approached by people like that, you yeah. back down, that's what they want. Yeah. This guy was a bully who's trying to push Bemi. Pussy, mm. y'all. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the comments like, Who, who's this pussy? Which I get. The dickhead, bruv. Like everybody is like in agreeance. He he didn't do anything. All Bemi said is, blood man, calm it down. You're talking the whole time. You're ruining the show. These like, shout out to all the comments I'm seeing. The bill said, like, it's always a bro, like the insecure guy. Shout out to you, Nabil. Archie Maddox. I see them with, <laughs> Archie's a funny guy, blood. <laughs> Archie said, I disagree with everyone. You should give him one box with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, big up Archie, blood. Michael Akadiri, he said, you held it down against money bag, yo. <laughs> but yeah, man, everyone has been like, everyone is like that one right at the bottom. I won't say his name. The comment that is right there, that one, won't say his name. Bruv, he'll tell you. He's been knocked out on stage before. Wow. Yeah, bro. In When we did comedy shows, like the black comedy shows we did, mm. were promoters that used to do shows on a Sunday. So they would call it like Sunday show or something for Sunday. Yeah. Or like there'll be different shows where predominantly black comedians would have our chance to perform. <clears throat> right? Mm. Um, one of those shows, some guy came up. He stood, there was a comedian on the stage and he was like, talking and he referred to one of the guys in the front like a, as a roadman. The roadman got up, walked on around to the stage, knocked him in the face. Oh, wow. And then walked back and sat in his seat. Security didn't even try to escort him out. Bruv, that's another thing about this thing as well. Where was security at Top Secret? No. As soon as that man got up to stand up, by the time the man said it, the first problem, security should have been there to, to take him out. I don't know where they was, man. I don't know, like when I go to watch like, top level comedy, like when I go to a comedy store, anything like that, I never notice where the, co- the security even are. Like I always think that, you they're know. They're there. There's yeah. they're, a good comedy club will have security on the, like, on the door mm. and one in the room. Not because the fight's about to kick off. Mainly it's because telling people to keep it quiet. Mm. Like, shh. And if you get drunkards, like people that are like, just not yeah. heckling and not yeah, really yeah. interacting with the show properly, but they're just drunk. Mm. Stag and Hindus. Yeah. Guys, you need to come out and security will escort you out. That's what they're there for mainly. Mm. But for this, for a fight to kick off, for a guy's going to come onto stage and for a threat, that should have been an instant, let me get this guy out. He got kicked out. But by the time he got up to say, yo, if my girl went here, it would have been a problem. That room is not a big room. Security should have gone and said, yo, out you come mm. at that moment. Whoever his girl is, I hope, I hope you looked at him and thought, my guy's a pussy old, one. Yeah. And two... The fact that he went up saying, if my girl weren't here, is a proper, pro- like to the girl of this guy, that guy is always going to use you as a scapegoat for his pussyolism. You understand? <laughs> Anytime he's like, yo, I want to fight with someone. Oh, I would, but my girl's here. <laughs> and everyone knows that and thinks that. Nothing oh, yeah. in the comments. I hope your girl ended with you and saw that you're an insecure dickhead. <laughs> and he is. He is. 
Every, and he can't just, I, I doubt he even sees his podcast, but even if he does, he can't just say that to me. Yeah. You've got to reply to like over 150 comments to people you saying that. It's the truth. So yeah, yeah man. All right. What we got next, bro? Next one. So uh, some uh, interesting one. So Larsa Pippin and Cardi B had some uh, thing going on. So for those who don't know, Larsa Pippin is Scotty Pippin, basketball player, uh, ex wife and Larsa Pippen is also con- like controversial ain't she dating Michael Jordan's son yeah okay so that's who Larsa Pippen is imagine Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan have been on team right Larsa's out here dating well was married to Scotty and then now they're divorced and now dating his teammate's son Wild. All right, let me see the headline for this one. So we caught up with who Larsa is. And we know who Cardi B is, music artist. Larsa Pippin hits back at Cardi B after she was slammed by the singer for revealing she had sex four times a day with ex-husband Scotty Pippin. Why did Cardi slam that? Because we all know that's fake. I think Cardi came out and basically... Oh. What did yeah. Cardi say? Cardi criticised Larsa when she revealed intimate details about her sex life and branded it it's not a flex. You need to co-stitch your pussy. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> shouts to Cardi B, man. Your man is sick. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Who was it that was saying that they required that amount of sex? Was it Larsa or Scotty? Larsa, I think. Must be. Can we go back to the picture of Scotty and Larsa real quick? Who is it? Cher- Cheryl Cole. She looks like Cheryl Cole there. Oh, she does. Yeah. She looks like Cheryl Cole there. Yeah. Wow. She looks like Cheryl Cole. Right. And if you scroll up to the other picture after that, there's Cardi. The one before that though. That's Laster again. Is that Laster there again? Yeah, that's Laster again. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. She looks like Jigsaw from the Saw franchise there. <laughs> No, she, she does. Respectfully, she looks like Jigsaw. She looks like she wants to play a game. Oh my God. No, can you not see the picture? Respectfully speaking, whatever work she's had done in that picture, it's very prominent. Oh, wow. Is she 49? Bro, I hate, I like... I bet you without the work she had done, she would look still great. But I think the insecurity of thinking you're losing some of the things you're having. Yeah. I'm not going to, there are women that do this because of being made to feel that they're aging and they have to keep up a certain appearance. But I often find the more surgery you have, Mm. the more older you look because you look like you've had more surgery. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? 100%. But wow, man, she looks so much better in that picture with um, Scotty. Scotty, Mm. But whatever she's done there, she she does look like she's going to give me two minutes to have to do a challenge to keep my limbs. <laughs> All right. So Cardi B saying like, it's not a flex. Bro, four times in every day. Nah. Is that a flex to you? Nah. Sex four times every day? No, I don't. <sighs> nah. Not to me anyway. I don't know. Maybe some people might feel differently about that, but. <laughs> nah, I'd, I feel like it's too much. Four times every day. I don't think, I don't know if it's true either. Because I've heard this been said many a time. Basketball players, sports people, they tend to abstain Mm. because they need that energy for sports. Mm. So four times a day, 
with with Scotty, mm. it's gonna drain you through training. Yeah. <laughs> like I barely can make a bowl of cereal <laughs> after one. I'm tired. <laughs> Let me rest. Two, calm. But I'm tired. Yeah. Don't ask me to drive. I'll crash. You're telling me this guy, he had sex four times, four times a day a whilst day. he was like going for the balls. Yeah. Nah, nah, I don't believe that. Nah. It's cap. But Cardi jumping in, I, I can't, I like Cardi B, man. But yo, she's jumping in saying, like, keep your sex life intimate. Coming from the woman that made WAP. <laughs> yo, keep your sex life personally, your intimate sex, like, Cardi. Like real talk. <laughs> Cardi is a lying about how things sound is so wet. It sounds like macaroni and cheese. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Park this big some car in this little garage or big like truck in it. Was like, oh. Truck. Yeah. Like I like Cardi, but Cardi can't talk about keep your intimate life quiet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like real is like a lot of her songs. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like again, I love Cardi, but criticizing someone for being overly like descriptive of their sex life. <laughs> Yo, that's the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> nah, bruv, that's that's wild. <laughs> Alright, well, I mean, they, they, they I don't know, man. They must have some kind of beef that I don't know about. <laughs> But I feel like Cardi can't tell no one to not talk about sex. Like, real, like that's half of her albums or her, her songs. Gone if you're talking about sex. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's you done. That's her thing. That's like how she gets... If you're if, if it's up, then it's up, then it's up, <laughs> then it's stuck. That whole video is like... Have you seen the video to that? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm a, I'm a fan of Cardi B. I bet you are. You know, that, like, <laughs> don't shake my hand after you've watched the video, please. You're nasty, bruv. <laughs> I bet that's how you prepare for an endoscopy. Watch a card in video, you dirtbag. What we got next? Talk to me. Next one, right. Uh, we got... We got some topics that I know. You, We shared a lot of them. Like the Bemi one I wanted to talk about, definitely. But what else we got next, bro? Uh, I guess... Going to gaming, I guess. The Call of Duty coming right. out Friday. There we go. That's how we keep our non-geeky crowd. <laughs> Let's talk about video games for a second. <laughs> nah, pause that for a bit. We'll go back to this one. All right. Got another one. Plus, I hate COD. I'll be honest. Yeah, so do I. I can't stand it. It's COD. getting bad reviews. Like, really I've heard bad. that Modern Warfare 3 is uh, terrible reviews in the campaign. But yeah, go on. Uh, what we got on there, man? <laughs> I saw this pop up <laughs> like the other day. Okay. I was like, right. Somerset Gimp banned from wearing a gimp suit in public and crawling, wriggling or writhing on the ground for five years. Um, so a guy dresses up in a gimp mask and he's been banned in Somerset from doing this and he's been labeled the Somerset Gimp. <laughs> for those who don't know what a gimp mask is, if you've ever seen um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, and also... Um, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Is there a gimp in that? Uh, no, I don't know if there's a gimp in that. Who is in the outfit when he's in the, is it when he's in the pit? Oh, wait, mate, what, Buffalo Bill's pit? I don't know if you Yeah. Hold yeah, on. You might be right then. Silence of the Lambs is Buffalo I've Bill. I've not seen it. I've not seen it in a long time. Let me see. People, there will be people on here that are <laughs> screaming, right? Like, yeah, of course there's one. Or no, there isn't. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Yeah. Right, Buffalo Bill. Now, Gimp is in Pulp Fiction. I know that much. Um, did Buffalo Bill, I've not seen it in such a long time. Buffalo Bill, I think, dresses as a woman, if I remember. Yeah, no, Buffalo Bill was dressed as a, as a woman in there. Yeah. Um, in the, in the, in the Silence of the Lambs. Mm. Not Buffalo Bill the soldier, but Buffalo Bill yeah. the actual in the... <laughs> but yeah, let's just go with the gimp from um, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> this man dresses up in a gimp, what, for Halloween or just for... Nah, he just does it. Joshua Hunt, 32, was issued with the sexual risk order. I've never heard of a sexual risk order. <laughs> is that somebody who is potentially going to be put on a sex register? Because you're a risk. He's not done anything... Hold on. Linked him to 25 indecent... In no incidents across the country, the order also prevents the self-employed gardener from wearing any type of mask or face covering in public unless for medical reasons. This guy's just going around Somerset dressed up like a gimp. <laughs> oh my God, he terrified two female motorists in May. In May, so it's not even like holiday, like nah, Halloween stuff. No, nah, he's just doing it. Like- Near Western Supermare, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Nah, I've been Western Superman. I did one of my weekenders there. Oh, yeah. Um, in, um, no, not Western Superman, uh, in Breen, Breen mm. Sands. And we had to go near Western Superman to get there. Yeah. Wait, I think so. Summer is here. Yeah, it's down that way. Summer is here. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I know. <laughs> Western Superman is not too far from Breen Sand. <laughs> but yeah, Western Superman uh, to Breen. Yeah, it's, one, it's like right on the coast. Yeah, that's wild. That's crazy. That is wild. Well, good luck to the man. Yep. Yeah, south of Bristol. Yeah, yeah, I know where it's Superman. <laughs> it's not far from Breen Sands. Um, <laughs> where Pontins is. Yeah, well, good luck to uh, him. <laughs> he needs some help, man. No, let me not say that. I am not here to shame anyone's kink, but keep that private. That's who Cardi B needs to talk to <laughs> yeah. about keeping your stuff private. So this guy goes around dressed up in a gimp mask. Yeah, like an, a full outfit as well. Like he just does it. I don't know why. Oh, wild. <laughs> My problem is why only ban him for five years? That's a good point. I'm, I'm, why? So yeah, what in 20, 20, 28, he's allowed to put on stuff again and do that stuff in public again. He's just going to go and do it again and they have to get banned for another five or 10 years. The sexual risk order was imposed for five years. Also means Hunt will be on the, oh, he is on the offenders register for the same period. I don't know what a sexual risk order is, but him being on the register. Only for five years though. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Oh, wow. Oh, I've seen a picture of this Joshua Hunt. I won't lie to you. Probably should be wearing the mask. (laughs) (laughs) Joshua Hunt from Somerset, bro. I get why you were wearing the mask, but you should have just kept it on and acted normally. <laughs> not the whole outfit. This guy, yo, brother, oh. what is going on with his hairline? I'm not saying mine is up there. Mine's, mine is all right, but still like it's not top notch. This guy has got the, the, the Jason Statham from Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels hairline. He actually looks like the Undertaker mix of Kane, you know? Yo, he does. <laughs> Whoa, that's not a good mix. He looks like the Undertaker and... And Kane, what you thought looked like before you took the mask off. Yo, wow. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's mad. I need to know how you find the stories of a gimmick. Have you ever worn one? Nah. 
Is that no. something you would ever wear, like a gimp outfit? No, I get too hot as it is. I can't even imagine putting that on. Like, I, I mean, I am wearing a gilet right now, but I, I, I can't do that. It's a lot. I don't know, man. Would you? I've not worn a gimp suit. However, I used to do kids' parties. So, <laughs> wait, hold on. Let me, let me clarify the connection to... Let me clarify the connection to the type of suit and the kids' parties. Before you lot cut at that point and think Ori was thinking about gimp suits and kids' parties, I've done the... The all-in-one kind of suit things. Yeah. The ones that you see people that wear, they wear that do green screen. Oh, the morph suit. Say again? Morph suit. Morph suit. Yeah, yeah. So I've had to wear morph suits. Mm. Underneath, like, outfits where it's like um, um, a mascot outfit. And the reason you do that is if, like, parts of you is exposed, like a wrist or anything on some of these outfits, like Mickey Mouse, for example. Mm. If you remember Mickey Mouse's arms, he's got big gloves and then he's got, like, black tight kind of wrist. Yeah. So the more suit you wear underneath and then put the Mickey Mouse gloves on. So I've worn that, um, which stops your skin from being exposed. Mickey Mouse is black. Like it would stop that from happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've had that happen. Spider-Man being black before. So oh. I've had to wear a morph suit underneath because my neck is on show yeah. with the outfit. So it stops that. Morph suits, I don't think are the same as gimp suits in terms of how hot they are. I would assume a gimp suit made out of leather is a lot hotter. Yeah. Morph suits get hot. <laughs> Yeah. So I can only imagine how hot a gimp suit would get. <laughs> you have to be some into some nasty stuff. To oh yeah. That that's kinda... that's not for me, man. Yeah, man. That ain't me. All right. What's going on? Tell me what's next. What's next? Right, You're in control one. of the top X. Right, this is a, a bit of a, a Yeah. This is an interesting one. Speaking of like fetishes. <laughs> nice. Nah, but this isn't fetishes. This is something fetish adjacent. Homo Simpson will no longer strangle his son Bart in the Simpsons. Simpson patriarch simply acknowledged that times have changed in the recent episodes. Okay. So uh, seventy, so thirty-four years on air. Yeah, Simpsons are older than you. Yeah, bro. I'm a Simpsons nerd. You can ask me any question about it. I can probably give you an answer. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Okay, Simpsons, <laughs> thirty-four years old, still younger than me. Wow, because I'm thirty-five. So one year, seven hundred and fifty episodes. I'm surprised they haven't stopped and just. But to yeah. be fair, like South Park still goes on. Yeah. Family Guy's still going. I think as well. Mm. Well, it's easy as well, like, because you've got these streaming things now, like, which give them another platform to, like, continue, so. That's true, but I feel like with streaming, you have to have, you have, to, like, people can see everything, mm. and then it's done. Yeah. You're bored. Yeah. Simpsons, when it used to be on channel, on BBC Two, you would have to watch it, and you get one episode. Yeah. You wait until next week, or yeah, whatever yeah, day yeah. it was on, to get another episode. It was on Sky One as well, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. An episode. But now, you can watch the entirety of the show. So, yeah, but all right. So Homer's not going to strangle his son Bart anymore. Good. Not going to lie. It was, it was the way he strangled his son. Yeah. (laughs) Man's tongue and eyeballs will pop out of his head. Why are you little? (laughs) Like that. It was always wild, didn't it? I guess now, I mean, I get it. Times have changed now. So Simpsons is like a 12, a show. It's not like a 15, like family guy. So they have to be careful on what lines they walk. I remember this being like controversial when I was growing up though. Like I'm just surprised it's like now they're stopping it. Cause I remember like back in the, like maybe early two thousands, like I'm sure there was complaints about it. Cause yeah, it, it was a lot then. Yeah. I mean, times have changed, but like what it, it, it was, <laughs> it was acceptable back then. You know, I, don't well, know. I, I mean, it was a question back then, but it was seen as, Oh, it's just humor. Yeah. Now we're very much like it's Simpsons getting too woke. Well, yeah. Similar to like, I think we were having this chat with, uh, was it Marcus about like when you discipline, um, 
Actually, I don't think it was Marcus. It was one of the guests we had recently. That's talking about how you discipline your children, basically. Yeah. And it's like, you know, not a lot of people will like discipline their kids by like yeah, 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 or something yeah. like that. So, But I, I always believe if you don't, society mm. will. And you, yeah. especially as a black man, mm. if my black children, it's a hard line because you want to, you don't want to, you don't want to cross into a line of where it's physical harm at all. Mm. Like a slap on the wrist or a, or a I used to get belt. Belt was a normal thing. Yeah, in yeah. The and my mum would do it out of love. Mm. But as a black kid, if you don't discipline your children, society will. And when yeah. police see you and need you need discipline, they're not going to hold back. No, yeah. If you haven't been disciplined and you act up out in the world, you have to kind of instill a certain idea of if you do something wrong, there is punishment. Mm. And I would rather punish my child because I do it out of love. Yeah. Police are going to do it out of the necessity to subdue you. Yeah. So it's a weird one, but obviously strangling is not a form of discipline, <laughs> right? So Homer strangling his child, I get it. I get kind of nowadays why it's not acceptable. However, I don't know if it's, I mean, I grew up on, I grew up on the Simpsons, but I'm also an adult who watches Gen V. Mm. You think that I'm going to, or watches Marvel. Marvel is people bracking up other people. <laughs> like, but I guess because it's a family dynamic that they're advertising, they don't want to make it seem like dads should strangle their sons yeah, or that it should be seen as humorous. So I kind of understand that. I like how the Simpsons done it. They've um, introduced it to the show where they haven't just stopped. Like they've made a quip because how it goes here, it says when Homer introduces himself with a handshake, the new character, who's this new character? Oh, it's uh, someone they're introducing. Sorry. Who is this? Sorry. Uh... Um, Oh, there we go. New, their new neighbour, Fayor. Why? What happened to Flanders? Flanders is gone, isn't he? No, he's still going. He must oh. be on the other side. I okay. Think. So you've got a new neighbour called Fayor. They yeah. introduce him with a hand and they come and go shake his hand. The character remarks how firm his grip is. And he goes, see Marge strangling the boy paid off. That's <laughs> 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 Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo, the Simpsons are, hey, they're out, they're funny. They're out of order. But I, all right, so <laughs> I thought it was going to say it paid off by discipline. No, it paid off by I've got a strong grip. <laughs> yeah. He goes, just kidding, I don't do that anymore. Times have changed. <laughs> all right, so that's a little bit of a quip to woke society. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Works, no, he's done it in a not woke way. That's funny. <laughs> Excuse me. Well done to the Simpsons though, man. They, they think forward with a lot of things. Yeah. They always predict things as well, don't they? We oh say. yeah. Yeah. You believe that? So yeah. yeah. All right. Big up. Well, yeah, I think it's good that they've stopped that if they feel that they shouldn't put that on screen. Mm. And I do like the kind of the quip that they've done with it. I'm not like, I'm pro like, I'm, I'm pro progression, mm. but I don't think everything that we discuss I think a lot of things is uh, virtue signaling yeah. progression. Mm. So when they go like, we shouldn't do this because it's wrong to see on screen. It's hard to say that when you also have other mediums that advertise, mm. like, do you see what I'm saying? The yeah, virtue, yeah. Si virtue signaling is for me where they'll say, we shouldn't be hitting and strangling our kids and stuff like that, which I agree with. But it becomes virtual signaling when you say the Simpsons shouldn't be advertising that, but then you'll be the same person that watches programs yeah. that are different ratings that mm. will be like, well, oh, but it's all right if I watch it on my favorite other TV show. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not the guy that believes that we should all stop doing artist. There should be artistic licensing of what you can show mm. for movies. People should understand that movies will advertise murder. I don't think you should make 
murder look in the real world like it's a good thing. But I also think that you can teach children, you can teach society that in a movie, it's artistic licensing for a movie, but it's not that you're sitting here going, this is okay to talk about Mm. in the real world. Yeah. So with The Simpsons, I guess there is a cross between it being family values, but I don't know, man. It's a tricky one. I don't know. It's hard for those who might look at it and go, that's great. Or others that go, oh no. I personally am like, I mean, I like they had a little quip towards it. I never cared about the strangling bit enough, but I can't talk to somebody who might watch that and feel like it should be taken off. Yeah. I can't talk for them. I can only talk for myself. It was never that serious because I was raised to know that strangling children is wrong <laughs> and that The Simpsons is also not real. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. The animation. So. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's them. What's next? Next one. A bit of a light-hearted one. So a man claims that saying one word while having your photo taken makes you look better. What's the word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it does oh that was easy then <laughs> make sure like you're smiling three two one yeah all right let's try it now all right look at me right, yeah. discover more with mario bonvoy yeah, that's fine. On. was that down on the thing no it's up is that it's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah i'll cut that oh, i ain't planned all right Oh, is he doing the air thing here? Yeah. Oh, skip that. Oh, no. I don't want to watch that. All right, sweet. All right, let's just do it together, okay. me and you. All okay, right, sweet. look at yep. me. Yep. All right, three, two, one. Yeah. yeah. It'd be better if the microphone wasn't in front of your mouth. Oh, sorry. <laughs> man, man did this, you know. He did this. All right. All right, here we go. Yeah, three, two, one. Yeah. How did I look? Not exactly the same. All right, let's do it together. All right, let me see. All three, right. two, one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all right. That's all right. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. Big up. I mean, that was two minutes of information. <laughs> I'm not going to care about tomorrow. Yeah, that was more of a side note, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go let's go into the game. Yeah, the game right. stuff because I know you want to talk COD. I'm a I'm a gamer, but so am I. Yeah. So am I. But I've got to be honest, as I've mentioned, I don't I don't get on board with COD really. But I have I noticed that this one is getting um a lot of criticism compared to compared to most so. the campaign. So COD came out as a beta that you could play the multiplayer, right? Yeah. Then the campaign mode where you can play as a one player, it dropped and everyone has said, this is terrible. Yep. So IGN gave it a three out of 10. Yeah, that that opening line there says it all, I think. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 has perhaps the worst Call of Duty single player campaign I've played. It's shallow, dull, and plays less like the greatest hit. And more like the unbaked cover versions of Missions Pass. <laughs> well done to IGN for, for <laughs> laying it out there right at the beginning. I'll be honest, sometimes I love IGN and I de- and I hate them at times. Yeah. Love IGN in terms of I can I know I'm gonna get near enough a fair and balanced review with video games. With movies, they're always it's seven out of ten for things that they 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 know that are terrible, but they like. Uh, and you've got that corny guy that always has the cheesy content on. Oh, oh he's so cringe. <laughs> that guy is so jarring, <laughs> but he gets the content going. So, wow. So I feel like games like this that churn out games every year. Yeah. Never good. Never good. I'm the exact same as you. Like with FIFA back in the day, I 
because it'll turn out every year the WWE games I, feel, I used to love but when I found out they were doing that like yeah, it's a money grab it, yeah which year was it that they had to they, they didn't make a, year, a game WWE oh, recent oh it must be it was 2K20 or 21 or something like that I can't remember yeah it's, it's one of the recent ones it's like 21, 22 something like that yeah you got to take time to put time and effort into the game mm. but if you're on a money grab team then that's, that's what they're doing. Mm. I get why they're on this whole money grab, making money and just churning out because there'll be people that buy it. There are Call of Duty fans out there yeah. that will play video games and go, yeah, I love, I love it and I want to do it. I'm going to buy it. I'm die hard. So yeah, well done to them for finally flopping. Hopefully they'll revamp. I don't play COD, but do you know why, bro? This is why I love Nintendo games. Mm. People think, yeah, but then Nintendo is cheesy, bro. Some of the best games ever made. Nintendo and that's because they take years mm. to finish their games we're still playing Mario Kart 8 yep. and they've updated like the tracks yeah yeah and the tracks are great but the game took years to come out from they did the one before it mm. bro Mario Kart 8 phenomenal yeah it's still <laughs> it's still near perfection oh wow so, it caused me a lot of stress that game actually I, I'm yeah not, I'm not very good at it maybe oh, one day I'll, I'll play you but I'm not very good <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm not coming any less than fourth place against oh wow like pro players, maybe not the ones like abroad and stuff. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, yeah. no, I'd still take them. It's it's kind of luck of the draw as well as do you know how to skillfully drive around the track? Yeah. yeah. But um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, that game's mm. been out for years. They don't need to update it because it is damn near perfect. Breath of the Wild came out when the Switch launched. Then still the playing next it. one was Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom. Look yeah. at the gap that they had between that. Yeah. Super Mario um, Odyssey, their last 3D Mario game that they made, phenomenal. Mm. One before that, in terms of a 3D Mario game, was Galaxy. They waited to get from Galaxy, no, Galaxy 2. From Galaxy 2 to Mario Odyssey, in terms of their 3D Mario games, they got 3D World, but that's like a cross between a 2D, 3D one. It's not the same. Mm. Even then, they did that, and there was a large gap between each of them. Wonder, the last Super Mario Bros. they had was Super Mario Bros. Deluxe, I think it was. Yeah. Super Mario Bros., uh, they had the Switch Deluxe, U Deluxe as well, bro. New Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. Then they had Mario Wonder. Wonder, long time between, between the games. Mm. Metroid Dread, <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> they took years before they released that game. The game, Metroid Dread, I guarantee like a minimum 90% on IGN, right? Because they put the time and effort into the games. People say, oh, they take so long to bring their games out. But their games that are Nintendo games take forever to make. But look at the, what is it? Nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. Amazon 4.7 out of five. 4.75 out of five. No, 4.7 out of five. Mario Wonder, how much? How much did that get on there in terms of review? It's not how you spell Wonder, but we ignore that. Terrible. (laughs) I'm put Wonder with a U. What is it? 4.8 4.8 out of 4. 5. 4.8 out of 5, right? Um, Tears of the Kingdom. These are all Nintendo titles. This is why I don't talk to like gamers all the time. What does it get on IGN? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh my God. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Nintendo's like... Um, catalog. Almost. Catalog. Mm. Phenomenal. Yeah. Right? People always tell me, yeah, but Nintendo, look at this, the quality and whatsoever yeah. of the gaming. Bro, their games are phenomenal. No, it's true. I don't talk to gamers about games when it comes to them going, yeah, man plays FIFA, man plays COD. Bro, you play they're, the they're not gamers. They're not gamers. <laughs> you, you buy a console to play the same game they put out every year yeah, yeah. and they just upgrade the names and the faces. Mm. Six out of 10 games you play, I want to hear you talk about yeah. like 
the quality games. If you're turning around, Nintendo's dead. Bruv, Nintendo have some of the highest rated games ever made. Mm. Metroid Dread, I, you already did that, didn't you? Yeah. All right. Do um, Metroid Prime Remastered. Minimum nine out of 10. 10 IGN, out of 10. 10 out of 10. That's the remaster. Um, yeah, blood. Uh, this is a mixed title. It goes on all platforms. Streets of Rage 4. Minimum eight out of 10. It's not Nintendo only, but when you ask people, oh, have you played the latest Streets of Rage? What do they say? Nah, bloody eight FIFA. What did it get? Steam gave it nine out of 10. That's people's rating. App Steam, Store. nine out of 10. 4.9 out of five. 4.9 out of five. And that's on App Store, Apple. That's Oh, yeah. you can play it on the Switch. I mean, on the um, Apple TV. Oh, Dope. Maybe. But it's a 2D side scroller. So yeah, of course. Mm. It's what I'm saying. Bro, gamers know games. Right? Yeah. And they know what's good. Bro, TMT, Shredder's Revenge, the DLC. I just got the DLC for it. Yeah. Right? TMNT, sorry. That's it. TMNT, Shredder's Revenge. Made by .emu. What is it? 9 out of 10 on Steam, 4.3 out of 5. 4.3 on Google Play. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, I like my good good games. Yeah, no, that's good, man. I'm, I'm... I feel the same way. You will never catch me really mm. buying like stuff which comes out yearly. Normally, yearly like, stuff they don't put the time and effort into. Nah, it. It's just Dude, a skin pack almost. That's it. That's what I'm saying, mm. and that's the problem with games when they don't put time into stuff like that. So good that COD failed, not because I want COD to fail. I just want you guys to realize maybe you should put some time and effort yeah. into building a decent campaign, not trying to churn out titles every single year, man. Look at Alan Wake Two. That looks like it's doing well now. Which one? Alan Wake Two. Bro, Alan Wake, the first one I got when I got on the 360. Mm. Don't like scary games. Yeah. That game. Yeah. Chef's Kiss. Oh, wow. Bro, yeah. Alan Wake, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I'm so scared by Alan Wake 2 <laughs> on my PS5. Because I remember what Alan Wake 1 did to me. Yeah. I jumped. Really? Bro, I've, I've said this before. Yeah. I don't like scary movies. I don't like scary games. Mm. Alan Wake, though, had me gripped. <laughs> so when number two come out, I'm like... Wow. Yeah. I'm going to buy it, but I'm only playing in the daytime. Yeah. I get that. I had like surround sound, five speakers around me in yeah. my bedroom. Oh, no. Nah. When I had Alan Wake 1, bro, I could hear <sighs> nah, all nah. of that behind me. Yeah. Well, it ain't no wonder you don't like scary things and you got surround sound. Like. I know, man. <laughs> but I, I, I said I'm going to do it and I yeah. did it, bro. So Alan Wake 2 apparently yeah. is the, is the, um, PK Hold on What's this called I don't know What did it get 4.4 No sorry 9.4 out of 10 IMDB 91% have liked it um, That's what I'm saying Yeah I know it too Looks dope It's like the Type in I know it too Then put PK at the top No not peak PK I was in Just the two letters PK Oh PK sorry. Yeah 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 Scroll up. Um, someone says there was a game that was supposed to come out called PK something. Oh, do you mean PT? PT, PT sorry. sorry yeah. Apologies. Nice. And then it, and it never came out. That's the one. Yeah, man. They did like a sample of it that you could play. And everyone was like, this looks dope. People are saying Alan Wake, even though I don't think it's the same developers. Because the it was guys who did Silent Hill, I believe. That's it. Yeah. I, I played it for a period of time and then it was on PlayStation 4, downloaded it and obviously they took it off the, the store. I they didn't want to were, finish it, did they? Yeah, people were trying to sell their PlayStations because they had PT still like loaded on it and that. That's what I'm saying. So. People said that Alan Wake, what PT was trying to be, 
the the sense of like fear and dread that you get. Alan Wake 2 has now delivered on that to what they were trying to do in PT. Oh, wow. They never got to finish. Bro, that alone makes me not want to buy it. <laughs> but I love Alan Wake. I love the first storyline. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Good luck, man. Well done to them. Well done. Um, you know what game you'd like, by the way? I really recommend it. Heavy Rain. I think oh, I've, like I've, I haven't played it. It's very story-based, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. You're not like that sort of stuff. I don't mind it, but yeah. I saw it and it didn't really grip me. Oh, right. Oh, it didn't okay. really grip me. You're going to... like I've had this conversation on this podcast before. Yeah. Bro, I have never completed Last of Us. Oh, no. I, no. You as well? I only completed it last year because, like, obviously the series are coming out. I was like, yeah. oh. And I've got a guy I work with, massive gamer, and he's always like, you need to complete this. You need to complete this. Like, Everyone kept telling me that. He calls it gamer debt as well. I've got these games I never finished, and I'm like, oh, flipping hell. I just don't have time. And he really so <laughs> this is what I've done. Mm. I, bought t- I bought, like, five games when I went and did, when I was away for a, a month yeah. out of the country. Mm. And it was only with my Switch, my PS5. I bought Street Fighter Six. Um... This was July, August. Mm. Street Fighter 6. I bought Tears of the Kingdom. Um, what else did I buy? I rebought Donkey Kong Deep Freeze or Summer Freeze, whatever it was called. Mm. Tropical Freeze. Yeah. Um, Kirby Return to Dreamland. Several games. And I, and I loved them. But, and Mario Strikers, right? Mm. Bro, I won't lie to you. Tears of the Kingdom was the only one that saw me. Oh, really? I paid Street Fighter a little bit, but Tears of the Kingdom had me hooked. Oh, wow, yeah. Game was so big and yeah. so deep. And I completed it and then I, I completed it. I've kept it. Normally I sell the games on. Mm. I've kept it. But now I'm finishing Wonder. As soon as I finish Wonder, I'll then go on to another game. What you do is you buy and you let them sit. I tried to play one game per console. So I'm going to start. Spider-Man 2 on PS5 mm. and I'll finish Wonder on the Switch. Yeah, Once yeah. Wonder's finished, I'll go through, I'm going to finish Sonic Superstars mm. or Mayhem Brawler, which is a 2D side-scroller beat-em-up yeah. like Streets of Rage. I'll go through one game on each console. Mm. But if you pile them up, don't feel guilty about not getting to them. Bro, I've had <laughs> those to Toshima. Toshima for whatever it's called, well over a year. <laughs> Bro, if that game ain't seeing me, I don't think, you know. Oh, no. Maybe, but Christmas and New Year's and stuff. Yeah. And when I'm on tour, on tour, I'll carry my PlayStation with me. I'll set up in the hotels. Oh, wow, yeah. Because as soon as I finish my show, going to a hotel, Mm. my detox is two hours a game. And then the next day, uh, go to the next city, do that. So, but yeah, let's move off game. Have you finished Gen V yet? No, I ain't started it. Oh. I know. I've, I've caught up with the boys, finished that. So I should get onto it at some point. Do. Gen, why, all right, gen, so I'm going to recommend this for people. Three things to watch. Mm. Uh, all of them, luckily, actually on Prime subscription. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, man. I've never, I didn't think I would do a whole Prime subscription, like, boost of things to watch. Gen V, mm-hmm. upload season three. Yeah. And, um... I just skip my mind. That's how tired I am. <laughs> Gen V upload season three. It's not lower decks because I know I'm I'm a Star Trek fiend. It wasn't that, and I love Star Trek. So there was one more. Um, oh my god! How have I forgotten this? <laughs> All right, upload is amazing, right? I yeah. watch upload season one and two. Yeah, season three is is great, right? Yeah. Hold on, let me see. 
what is it I watched on? I finished watching on Prime. So there's upload season three. Uh, continue watching Invincible. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. Invincible's yeah. back now, mm. bro. I love Invincible. Yeah, love Invincible. I read the comic, the graphic novel comic casting years ago. Invincible, dope. Season two looks it's great set up for what it looks like it's going to become mm. and the voice acting is amazing as well in it um Adam Eve was like the little mini thing they did if you watch Adam Eve on Prime as like a precursor to season two of Invincible yeah watch Adam Eve have you seen Invincible season one no nah, no yeah I've heard I've heard things I've heard things it's like a quite a lot of things I don't need to watch <laughs> oh bro Omni Man is like one of the main characters in Invincible mm. I don't want to ruin it for you what he does or how he does things. But Omni-Man was so much of a sick guy. Yeah. He's a DLC character in Mortal Kombat 1, the oh, new wow. Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, yeah. And his finisher on that <laughs> is something that happens in season one of Invis- Invisible, Invincible. Yeah. Bro, there's something he does that in episode one and the last episode, when he does it, I don't want to ruin it for you, but the moment he does it, your jaw drops. Yeah. You're like, I can't believe what I'm just watching. <laughs> and it's an animation. Nah, you have to see it. Yeah. <laughs> watch season one when you get a chance. Mm. Episode one. Just get to the end of that. I won't even tell you to watch the rest. Get to the end of episode one. It's like half an hour. Okay. Yeah. Once you get to the end of the episode one, message me. Yeah. Tell me what you think. I will. All right, cool. That Invincible is so good. <laughs> nah, it's scarily good as an animation, man. But yeah. All right, let's wrap this up, bro. Because cool. your your ass is hurting. <laughs> and needs recovery. And I'm fading. I'm tired. Plus, I got an airport run in the morning. So I need to, and an early one. So I got to make sure I get some rest, bro. Because I'm going to edit these tonight. Yeah, I'm yeah. tired, bro. I don't know, That's- man. But yeah. Anything you wanna, want to let people know to find out more about to do, etc. What? Following anything? You can follow me. Doghouse. Yeah, follow Doghouse Comedy, Instagram. You got um, another one coming up? Yes, 18th of November. Got quite a few acts. Can't list them all, but there's a lot. Uh, that means he hasn't confirmed everybody. Yeah. That's the one you asked me. And I said I could post it. <laughs> Have I confirmed that one with you? Let me tell you, 18th of November. 18th of November. Oh, blood. <laughs> that means if I, if I do it, I can't go to New York. Nah, nah, it's cool, man. We got uh, December. But I'm booked on the 17th of November in the UK. (laughs) Mate, hold on. Let me just put that in the diary. Um, But yeah, tell me when's the next one? 17th of when? Next one's 18th of November. That's that's the one where we've got about uh, 50 acts. Okay. Uh, Then we've got another one in December. Uh, What's the December one? I haven't got the date for that written down. But I believe Moosin is the only confirmed that we have for that at the minute. Um... So we'll try to stay light on that. Uh, yeah, that's it for the minute. But apart from that, all I can tell people is to definitely get checked if they feel something. <laughs> if you feel something, show something. No, if you feel, if you feel something, film something. There you go. It's like the London Underground. If you see something, say something. When it comes to endoscopies, if you feel something, film something. There you go. Did they let you have the footage so you can watch it back? Oh, no, 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 no. Bro, I, I, I put it in the iCloud for you oh, to just download man. when you're ready. Oh, geez. That was, uh, yes. I want to forget that. <laughs> okay. For me, bro, same again, man. 
AuriStyler.co.uk. Uh, Go on there, subscribe to the mailing list. There are some things that are going to be announced over the next few weeks. Uh, secondly, as well, my preview show, the first one at 2 North Down is on the 15th of November. Tickets are less than a tenner. Come and see me like put together the, the tour show that I'm doing next year. Come and see it early. Come and see it cheap. 15th of November, tickets available from auristyler.co.uk. So two north down in Islington, not Islington, um, two north down in King's Cross, between King's Cross and Angel Islington. So make sure you come down, it's going to be dope. Um, yeah, the tour is next year. Orator Tour, 2024. Dates are doing well. Selling out really fast now. Yeah, Picking up. But- like I've, I, I was a bit scared of some of the dates. Like Ram, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the cities like, yo, you lot, you lot, um, you lot like me. Why are you not buying tickets? <laughs> it's picking up now. So I'm glad for that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, big up to everyone who's watching the podcast and stuff. I'm tired. I've got to bounce out, man. I'm feeling faded. That's how I feel right now. Uh, yeah. Take it easy, guys. God bless. Look after yourselves. Uh, make sure you follow respectfully on all platforms. Respectfully pod. Ori Styler, A-U-R-I-E-S-T-Y-L-A. Sam Trudge, S-A-M-T-R-U-D-G-E. All right? Yeah. Banging. All right. We're signing out. Respectfully. uh, Look after yourself. Peace. Respectfully.